0: GBC Podcasts Local Voices on Demand Hello thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast We're a new show we're a news show and we're live every day between 1 and 2 on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television I'm Jonathan Scott and in today's podcast we discuss fundraising with Brenda Cuby the CEO of Suicide Prevention Charity Jibsams, Teachers from Pryor Park tell us why they swapped their pens for paintbrushes to create a new mural at the Cancer Relief Center. We hear from the charity and also from the school. But first, our top story today. The Health Authority has a new chief pharmacist starting on the 1st of April. Melanie Gordon will take on the job, and she joined me in the studio. As did our reporter Shalina Asamal, who brought us up to speed on the story, having spoken to the outgoing chief pharmacist, Ed Freestone.
1: As you say, Ed Freestone is on his way out as Chief Pharmacist and Melanie Gordon will be replacing him. So he was specifically appointed to cut costs at the GHA and people will remember a lot of policies coming through in a short space of time while he was there. Uh, He reckons he's saved the authority a whopping 1.5 million and he thinks more could be expected. That's a lot of money. I mean, healthcare
0: is expensive, uh, Mm -hmm. but but that is quite a lot of money.
1: Let's hear what he had to say about that this morning.
2: I think we're about 1.5 million better off. Um, That's a bit hit and miss. I think the point also is that this, the former it, will continue to tighten. So we might have saved one and a half million this year or reduced our spend by one and a half million this year. But I think what we have to accept is that um, there are other things we're working on. So antibiotic stewardship. um, So making sure we use our antibiotics properly. Those things over time will start to work our way through. Uh, we have another set of things that we want to do internally. Uh, we want to reduce waste in the hospital. So, but to do that, we need new technology. Now, that's being going to be acquired, and once we've got that in place, we'll start to be able to drive our way our way through reducing waste and that sort of thing. So, it's a it's a combined approach. I think there are lots of other things we can do but you have to start somewhere. So we started there.
1: So 1.5 at the moment. How much do you envisage could be saved at the GHA with more policies Um, put in place?
2: Probably about 2 to 3 million. Mm -hmm. So double it, basically. But I think there are some other things that we can do, but we need the corporation and the UK government to sort that out. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with jonathan scott
0: so um, a new chief pharmacist will take up her role from the first of april melanie gordon has a wealth of experience in working in hospital and community settings and those are two separate items that we want to ask her about and uh, we are delighted to join uh, to be joined in the studio by melanie gordon Uh, congratulations miss gordon on that appointment Uh, let me just ask you first how you feel about taking on the challenge
3: Hi, thank you. Um, I'm really excited and looking forward to this new challenge. It's something obviously completely different to I've ever what I've ever uh, done before, and I'm really looking forward to working with um, my team in in the hospital pharmacy and um, management team, and also um, involving the community pharmacies as well.
0: So you sit. Uh, at the GHA at St Bernard's Hospital, but but you're uh, you're trying to provide a link between uh, the health authority and pharmacies.
3: Yes. So the idea, um, Ed came over uh, 14 months ago, I believe, and he's um, managed to get the community pharmacies um, feeling more included, I believe, um, keeping in close contact with them. So, yes, my job role would include hospital pharmacy, but also um, community pharmacy. We want to work closely with uh, community pharmacies in developing new initiatives and trying to get them on board.
0: Okay, um, so let's get to some of the changes that have been introduced in the past twelve, fourteen months. Uh, we heard uh, your, the, you know, Ed Freestone, who you're taking uh, over the job from, um, say that people, um, healthcare users, individuals, have to take responsibility for their own care or, or, or more responsibility. Tell us a little bit about that philosophy. What does he mean?
3: I think what Ed means there is that we don't. We want patients to be able to use the facilities available, such as um, community pharmacies. The pharmacists there have a lot of knowledge as well, and they could aid in treatments of minor illnesses that don't warrant necessarily a GP appointment, and we could free up those GP appointments for those patients that really do need to see a GP. And I think that's what he means by self-care. There is a lot of things in community pharmacy that you can buy without getting a prescription um, that would treat minor illnesses.
0: Okay, uh, so really it's, it's about uh, this idea that I think we've heard more and more in recent years uh, uh, about um, the resource that, that, the resource that uh, pharmacies, the, the, the sort of help that they can provide, uh, not just a, a, a being a shop but also being a place where you can go and speak to somebody who understands these medicines. Um, and I suppose the GHA's vision then for the future is to have them more rather than less involved in patient care.
3: Exactly. The idea would be like in the UK that community pharmacies are more heavily involved, so for example with flu vaccination campaigns they could offer that to the community smoking cessation clinics things like that, whereas now there's long waiting lists for example maybe for smoking cessation clinics if community pharmacies were able to offer that then patients would have more accessible uh, means to to go down that route.
0: We are speaking to uh, the incoming chief pharmacist at the Health Authority if you've got a question for her, she'll be with us for a couple more minutes. We've had uh, one come through uh, uh, and I think it's for you Mel from uh, um, Priscilla if I'm not mistaken yep here she is
4: they keep saying about the prescription and cutting thing but the patient doesn't prescribe the medicine it's the doctor so it isn't the patients themselves it's what the doctor prescribes to you We, we get it time and time again about people overdoing prescriptions but we can't prescribe our own medicines it's the doctor
0: It's a fair point, Melanie, if if an obvious one. They're not prescribing their own uh, medicines. Um, Why is it that they need to take more responsibility? I suppose Priscilla's point is that uh, GPs also need to do this.
3: Yes, that's true. I don't think the focus is on patients um, cutting down. I think it's more on doctors reviewing those prescriptions that have maybe been on there for many months and there needs to be constant review of those prescriptions and the items on there because it may be something that they needed acutely whilst they were acutely unwell and they don't necessarily need it any longer. So it's a question of removing um, those items from their prescriptions. So yes, I agree. It's not to do with patients um it's more the gps needing to review this on a constant basis
0: okay we've had another question here on whatsapp it says um, i'm wondering uh, if uh, you can put this uh, to miss gordon uh, individuals who cannot afford over-the-counter preparations that were previously prescribed what can be done to ensure that their health is not uh, deteriorated or is not neglected if they have no means of purchasing these items
3: We are following really what is done in the UK in terms of what would be supplied on prescription or not. Um, We are quite um, lucky here in Gibraltar in a sense that the prescription charge in the UK is much higher than it is here. Um, So even if it was, for example, on a prescription, unless you're exempt, you would still need to pay that fee of £5. On many occasions, the treatments that were... Um, suggesting that they buy over-the-counter is highly likely to be cheaper than those £5 that you would have to pay for your prescription fee anyway. And there's always... We're never going to leave patients without um, essential treatment. So if it is something essential, they can always visit their GP and there are always... things that can be done they can come to us there are appeals in in place that can be um, put forward if if it is truly that the patient cannot afford the medication because we would never leave them without the proper treatment
2: Gibraltar today with Jonathan Scott now we're going to talk to
0: a charity that offers a listening service to anyone who feels that they need to talk and be heard or who may be experiencing distress despair or thoughts of self-harm um, and it's always a good time to talk about this but um, especially after a fun run on Saturday which helped to raise some much-needed funds um, go!
3: Thank you for all everyone's support. We've had an amazing event here today. Um, We expected about a third of the turnout we had. Um, We had over 300 runners and walkers turn up today. I can't believe how generous people were. So thank you so much to everyone. It really makes a huge difference to myself and all of the rest of the gang who are going to run London landmarks in two weeks' time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, guys.
0: So that was really well supported um, on at the weekend and, and it's great to welcome into the studio uh, Jib Sam's Brenda Cuby. Good afternoon, Brenda. It must be really heartwarming to organise an event and, and see that level of support.
1: Good afternoon, Jonathan. Yes, it was. It was so nice to see the whole community coming out. You know, people, mums, dads, kids, dogs, you know, it was just wonderful to see people Walking and running and sharing, you know, that day.
0: Which is good for our health, good for our mental health. Uh, um, Tell us a little bit about um, the the work that the charity is doing.
1: So Jib Sam's is, you know, here every day um, from 6pm to 11, um, offering a listening service to those who are in need, um, whether it's your emotional distress whether you're feeling suicidal, whatever the needs are of the community, it's a confidential and it's anonymous. So you can call or you can actually chat online and um, speak to our trained listeners.
0: Is the service used by people who perhaps are not not quite um, having suicidal thoughts, but they're, you know, they, they're speaking to you a bit before they get there?
1: Yes, so the majority of people are not suicidal so we set up the service as a suicide prevention service due to the number of suicides that were happening at the time and what we're seeing is that number has reduced and we feel that's a lot to do with the fact that people are able to reach out at an earlier stage they can talk to somebody anonymously confidentially um, who's not judging them who's they are just to listen and we'll do it empathically
2: on radio gibraltar and on gbc television gibraltar today with jonathan scott
0: teachers at prior park have swapped their pens for paintbrushes in recent days to paint a floral mural at the cancer relief center the school chooses one charity a year to support and students have been busy volunteering and raising funds for the center the charities bianca yo told us about the positive impact that the project has on both service users and staff while teacher Gabriela Martinez gave us an insight into the design process
4: they have chosen us as their charity for the whole academic year and they've done a lot for us and it's not just about the fundraising that they've done alongside because they've done a lot of things they've done like a winter showcase where they danced they did some productions drawn productions we even had one of the students they shaved their heads for us we've had bake sales coffee mornings everything but the more practical stuff here like having the small done for us they've cleared out the balcony for us to have it ready for the summer and a lot of that is really important too because that's what the users use it on a daily basis so we do need that as well it's really important to us a few weeks ago all the art teachers got together and we started creating a design together Um, what was brilliant was that laura showed us a photo of where the mural was going to be so we wanted it to connect and relate to the environment that it was in so the main thing that we saw was a beautiful garden at the top um, and there's some flowers coming down so we started the design from the top to the bottom rather from the bottom to the top which is where we started so we sort of adapted and changed it so that it suited the environment It's been amazing. Just having that energy with us has been great. You could see them painting, they had the music on, the sun was shining, and it was really uplifting for the day support um, patients who were coming in that day. They could see the the atmosphere. It was really, really nice to have them on board.
0: That's lovely. Teachers at Pryor Park rolling up their sleeves and painting a mural at the Cancer Relief Centre. Congratulations to them.